Welcome, non-productive universe, to yet another Boston-crabbing edition of Wrestling Recap, the show that hits you for a 10-count of the most important developments in wrestling each week. I'm Big Papa Pete, joined Mike's side by Longshot Ken. Let's jump right into the action. Ruby Riot versus Bailey. Arguably, this was a throwaway match since there was nothing really at stake. But I'll be gosh darned if everyone involved didn't give it their all to put it on a good show. The Riot Squad circling the ring and pounding the mat was genuinely intimidating, on the level I'd expect from some wildling clan on Game of Thrones. Bailey and the Riot Squad are at similar points in their careers, in that they really need to get the crowd behind them and prove that they deserve a spot at the table. This was a solid match that should hopefully push them in the right direction. Sami Zayn did some grade-A heel work in his obstacle course segment with Bobby Lashley. He's smarmy, deceitful, and horribly disrespectful. And he projects this with an air of unearned authority that dares you to question his words as anything other than the unadulterated truth. Kind of like a lot of politicians. The problem is, as good as he is at being bad, most fans, myself included, would rather cheer for Sammy. Bobby Lashley did an impressive job running the course. I'm afraid he's coming off as just a generic, muscly good guy, kind of like Lex Luger in the Lex Express days. He's a good guy, but that's about it. That's fine for now, because that's all Sammy really needs to work off of. But if WWE intends to keep Lashley around, we're going to need to see a bit more from him. Seth Rollins stomps Elias' guitar to death. Rollins remains on fire, and Elias is proving a very satisfying target for him. Not much else to say here, because there was no actual match. Baron Corbin cut his hair and changed his wardrobe, and now he actually looks like he fits into this new constable role they've given him. Now they just need to change his music. The Deleters of Worlds threw down the gauntlet for the B-Team. I'm really hoping that the B-Team gets absorbed into the Woken Madness. Their arrogant underdogs act is amusing, but it's going to get old real fast. And it's time for the Woken universe to start slowly expanding. The women's fatal four-way was a good match. Alexa Bliss and Natalia put on a strong showings, but Sasha Banks and Ember Moon absolutely owned the match. I'm hoping that after Money in the Bank, WWE puts Banks and Moon in a program against each other. I see multiple match of the year contenders coming out of that hypothetical rivalry. Moving on to SmackDown. After refing Rusev versus Samoa Joe, Mike Mizanin grabbed the Money in the Bank briefcase, still passionately proclaiming that his name was already on the contract inside. What was he trying to prove by opening it? Did he actually think his name was literally on the contract? Anyway, the case was filled with pancakes, which I choose to believe have been in the briefcase since they started hanging the cases over the ring at Backlash. Gross. I assume the women's case is filled with WWE ice cream bars. Regardless, New Day's reaction to their prank was great. The uncontrollable laughter. Big E's bowl of pancake batter. The fact that Kofi and Xavier were sharing one giant New Day shirt. Without any preamble or context given. Professional wrestling or a 21st century revival of Dadaist absurdism? You be the judge. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. This was a good match. So good that I object to their first meeting being used as enhancement for Nakamura Styles 8 Mission to Moscow. Hardy came out of the match looking great. The potential is there for a great program between the two once Nakamura is done with Styles. Moving across the Pacific to the land of the rising sun, New Japan Pro Wrestling held their Dominion 6-9 event in Osaka this week, 
with a couple of notable results for us gaijin. Canadian Kenny Omega, who is considered by most people who don't exclusively watch WWE to be the best pro wrestler currently active in the world, won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship from Kazuchika Okada, and a creepy mime who kind of looked like Chris Jericho won the IWGP Intercontinental Championship from Tetsuya Naito. 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 Go Team North America! On a similar note, it looks like Vince may be getting a little more comfortable with lending out his talent. WWE is actually promoting a matchup between the New Day and the Elite, consisting of the aforementioned newly minted IWGP heavyweight champion Kenny Omega and indie darlings the Young Bucks for the, un for the uninitiated. However, this won't be a wrestling match. The trios will be engaging in a tag team Street Fighter V matchup at the E3 conference in Los Angeles. So, I guess we've got that to look forward to. And that's your wrestling recap for this week. Got an opinion or something else to add? Join in the conversation on the Nonproductive Fan Club on Facebook. And while you're at it, subscribe to our podcast feed via your favorite podcast obtaining method. Really like what you heard? Help support us on Patreon so we can make it even better. Links to everything can be found at non-productive.com. <laughs> This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. <laughs>